0: Hi, Uncle Matt. It's your nephew, Sam, chiming in from Olympic National Park in the Pacific Northwest. I just finished a monster hike with my dad, and we loved every minute of it. What we love most about hiking is being able to spend quality time in nature with family and friends, getting to experience new places, and getting away from the hustle and bustle of our daily rhythms. It's absolutely spectacular here, and we're lucky the Hudson Valley is even half as nice. Enjoy. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. I'm not sure I ever cared about hiking. The winding hills and trails, the bugs, the boots, the rocks, the effort. I mean, I understood it if you were headed for a great view, say a destination. But if it was just a hike to hike's sake, I mean, that seemed kind of eccentric. I mean, where are you going? And those hiking shorts? What are all the pockets for? Then I saw Reese Witherspoon and Wilde hiking 1,000 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail, getting lost, losing her toenail, and I really didn't want to go hiking ever again. But I also figured it was California. Hike in Massachusetts or New Jersey, and you can't go too far without stumbling across a shopping mall or a Whole Foods. But half my family hikes now, and increasingly, everybody does it more and more. That was my nephew Sam sending a voicemail from a monster hike, as he says, in Olympic National Park, hiking with his dad and my brother-in-law, Adam. They take a big hiking trip every year together. I didn't grow up that way. The first of those I'd hike is to find my car in the parking lot at the Short Hills Mall. For some, hiking is really about purposely getting lost, and then found, but in fresh air. It's one part exercise, one part challenge, and one part adventure. What will you see? Walking in nature was a normal part of American life, which was quite rural, until the turn of the 20th century. Hiking as a pleasure is kind of a new idea. Over time, though, I've tried hiking, and so has Brian. We'll go on a one to two mile hike on say a Saturday with Nora or with a guest who's visiting. It might be to a park or even just up to the nearby orchard. The end is always a relief, but also kind of satisfying. I've achieved something with some pictures and some points in my Apple watch to prove it. I'll give you a list of my favorite local hikes, but first meet Sam's sister, Becky, comparing two we took with her during her visit last weekend. So Becky, we went on two hikes uh, the last two days. Tell me about Wilcox Park. Hiking in Wilcox Park was pretty cool, and it was nice to be in a place that you two had never been in before. It was pretty heavily wooded. It was well shaded for our sensitive skin. Did you feel like I could keep up? 100%. (laughs) Once you ignored the gnats, you were on perfect time. And then, okay, compare that to Claremont State Park, which you know is one of my favorites. Totally different. So... Claremont has a whole historic element to it. It wasn't just, you know, walking in the woods. Um, It overlooks the water. You can see the train tracks and it was more grassy and there's a field for Nora to run around in. So it's totally different, but both really beautiful and a great time to spend outside. Becky first talked about Wilcox Park, a Dutchess County park in Stanfordville, New York. It's big, small public beach, a disc golf course, and a lot of hiking trails. The trails are well marked, so even though the map they gave us is terrible, the red and yellow dots on trees were encouraging, and we were out there for a decent two hours. Poet's Walk in Red Hook is one of our favorites, two miles of trails right along the river, just north of the kingston Rhinecliffe Bridge. Poet's Walk has great views, paths, woods, and a sky, and a gazebo on a hill. Built on land from the Astor and Delano families, it was created in honor of Washington Irving and other literary figures who reputedly strolled here. Legend even has it that Irving came up with the idea of a Van Winkle here, but who knows. Burger Hill in Rhinebeck is a shorter hike, and a good one to take non-hikers on who can still walk a bit for a good view. We went there on New Year's Day with our friend Liz and the dogs. It's definitely a de- decent incline, but not a far one. In the winter, I hear people use it for sledding. Tivoli Bays in Red Hook and Tivoli near Bard College has a bunch of good trails, from 9G to the Hudson River. Brian likes the mix of terrains. You can definitely see a lot of wildlife and you can get down real close to the river. For birders, there's Buttercup Sanctuary. This is recommended by Glenn Hershon, and this park is run by the Audubon Society. It's in the corner of Dutchess County just south of Pine Plains on Route 82. There's about six miles of trails I read. 30 to 50 species of birds can be spotted on a good day. That is now on my list and I can't tell the difference between one bird and another. Brian will want this on a garden episode but in is free is a great place for a hike. In Millbrook, New York, it's one of the most famous gardens in the world with influences from Japan and China on many garden top 10 lists. There's a lake at the center and what there is is a great walking trail around it that we did one day after bringing lunch to have at their picnic tables. Our favorite of course and our go-to nearly every weekend is what you've heard on me on previous episodes, Claremont State Park. After lunch, overlooking the river with sandwiches from Otto's in Germantown, we'll hike with the dog on one of its many trails. Listen to episode 21 for more on Claremont's colonial history. So it'd be great if you could upload your hiking pics to our Insta group, City at Life, and for more ideas, there's this website, hikethehudsonvalley.com. After the break, I'll tell you what you need to bring. City people, here's what you need on a hike. First, bug spray. Lyme disease is real and increasingly everywhere. Buy something with 30% deep protection. More than that doesn't necessarily mean any more protection, just that it stays on longer. Be sure to check yourself after for ticks regardless. Clothing. I tend to use t-shirts and shorts or t-shirts and jeans. On heavily wooded trails, that's not always a smart idea, but I'm not that adventurous. Shoes. Hiking boots are wise and cool looking, though I can't always get the socks to look right. I never know whether to wear white or black socks. Sneakers can be fine except on slippery spots. Not a place for your toms at all, although in some photographs you can see me breaking this rule. Water. Hats and canteens was the reminder on my Israel hiking trip when I was 16, and it's still good advice today. Also good to bring a dog ball for Nora since she gets very thirsty. Cell service is usually spotty, so bringing a physical map can be a good idea for directions, though most people are too lazy or proud to print one out. The one at Wilcox Park they gave us was comforting, though challenging to read. The last thing to bring is a cluttered mind. Hiking, I find, is great therapy. I find the more I focus on my every step, my breathing, a branch to push out of the way, a view that comes out of nowhere, or even wondering how long till lunch, the more that I let things on my mind disappear. I let my weekday worries just fall off, leaving them on a path to pick up later, or for someone else to find. (laughs) On the Zen Hiker blog, I found this quote by British historian G.M. Trevlin. After a day's walk, everything has twice its usual value. Figured you city at capitalists would enjoy that. Thanks for listening. From the 50-foot walk from my house to the picnic table, this is Matt Zucker recording. Bring your boots and bug spray, and come visit...